Welcome to Mystery of Sires and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama retrospective cast. Yeah, that's the way to put it. I think that's accurate. That's the way to say it. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is our looking back on Riverdale. It's something that has taken up seven years. I've Technically got, a little bit longer. But. I've got to say, like, there's a part of me that's like, what am I going to talk about now? And I then mean, I'm like, oh, no, still Riverdale. Still Riverdale. It, it <laughs> lasted seven years, but it will also last a lifetime. It'll live on in our, not in our hearts. <laughs> in our collective nightmares. In the corner of your brain that you can't turn off sometimes. Yes, in the shadows and the corner of the room, there will always be Riverdale. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to, we're going to. Take a gander back through the uh, the halls of our alma mater uh, being Riverdale High School and all the things that came with it. Kevin, and I got to confess something to you. Yeah? So I had really, really high hopes this week of like re-watching some key episodes, reminding myself <laughs> of what happened each season. And then instead, I just watched 20 episodes of How I Met Your Father. Okay. Which, to be fair, Mark Consuelas appears in like two or three episodes of that show. So it's kind of like watching Riverdale. Yeah, Marco Suelos also appears in a couple episodes of Only Murders in the Building, which I also watched. So Perfect, we've done it. So we've, we've kind of done it. If, if it specifically is watching other shows Marco Suelos was in. Shows he seemed happier <laughs> in. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's hard to gauge, I think, how people were... How people felt they, about the show they were for, tied yeah, to? Well, considering how I didn't, I avoided anything that was like like behind the scenes or like interviews with them. Mm. And I don't think I ever want to go back and, and watch <gasps> them. No. No, no, no. I'm perfectly happy just seeing what happened on screen because that is all I care about. Yeah. So, yeah. So, let's start with, I think, right back to the beginning was season one. Season one was the uh, classic arc of who? Jason Blossom. Yeah, who killed Jason Blossom? Yeah. And who did kill Jason Blossom? Clifford Blossom. Clifford Blossom, his, his father. Dad, his, his father who did it. Uh, it's, I mean, the why is a bit interesting because of the whole, like, it was, he was running heroin. Because this was before they had fake drugs. And it was, just, right. it was just heroin. It was just heroin. They and just said heroin. People forget that jingle jangle. Because, yeah, the, the transitive properties of Clifford was running heroin down from Montreal. Uh, and Clifford was the one whose drugs were used to make Jingle Jangle. Therefore, Jingle Jangle is heroin. And here's the thing. You can cut heroin with whatever you want. It's still heroin. This is never a fun party drug. This is not Molly. Yeah. Not that Molly is fun. This is not Molly. This is not MDMA. This is not ecstasy. Yeah. This is... They chose... <laughs> I mean, it's not math, I mean, so it I, could be worse. Like, the argument you can make is that maybe he was also running other drugs. That's sure, the, we don't know. That's the thing I could give them. Maybe there was other drugs as well. From Montreal. That's where all the drugs come from. Yeah, obviously. Uh, <laughs> not Mexico. I mean, I'm sure. Also that, not Mexico. I'm not saying drugs come from Mexico. I'm just saying <laughs> picking Montreal is funny. It does feel like, yeah, they just pick the closest border. Yeah. Yeah. Being like, well, obviously, they run down from Montreal. I'm... I'm very sure a lot of drugs come out of uh, Quebec. Actually, they probably do. They probably do. Mostly party drugs, because it's mostly New Yorkers well, being like, hey, the legal age for partying in Montreal is 18. We're going. Well, I mean, it, it's it, it's the question of, is it easier to sneak drugs like through New York, or is it easier to sneak drugs through a Montreal port and then across the border? And I guess it depends on like the contacts you have. I do think it is probably easier to sneak drugs from Canada to the U.S. than sneak drugs from Mexico to the U.S. Yeah, because the U.S. For racism reasons. Well, yeah, because like the, I'm sure the southern border is a lot like tighter um, grip on than the Canadian-American border. So, And even potentially like docks in New York. So maybe it is mm -hmm. a clever idea to essentially send drugs through Montreal port and then down across like down into the city this is not that far from it maybe no, that's a good maybe that's a good idea you know we don't know enough about drugs yeah yeah uh but i mean that was n never a, a thing that we uh criticized as we were going through the first season and like look like looking back uh, we were clearly hard on the first season because that was our job <laughs> to but an extent i don't remember us screaming to the heavens 
a lot during the first season. I do remember being very, very upset about the re- resolution of the Archie and Grundy storyline. Well, because I felt like the resolution gave Archie too much blame. I mean, only the thing is that it only gave him blame from Alice. And Alice has always been a, a hard character to handle because she gets a lot of forgiveness for doing terrible things, which includes uh, blaming Archie for his relationship. She hated Archie for no, no reason. <laughs> I think maybe we didn't know how bad Alice was then. And so there was a part of me that was like, the show is trying to make us blame Archie. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think at the I, I, I think at the time I thought that. Yeah, at the, I, I remember looking through that that the idea essentially what with that with like the whole student teacher thing is they didn't do a, I think I might have said this at the time they didn't do a good enough job, essentially not demonizing but making it clear how predatory and bad of a situation it was, um, and maybe that came from them relying on, oh. But people know it's bad. And but the the thing is you can't you can't when you're writing something uh, make an assumption of universal morality and assume that we will like I agree that it is bad to have a but mm-hmm. I don't know if you agree with it. Especially because Riverdale was on the air maybe at the same time as Pretty Little Liars, or maybe just like as it was ending. Yeah. But let's be real. In Pretty Little Liars, one of the end game couples mm. is a student-teacher relationship. Yeah. The thing the thing about like, especially that kind of, like, that kind of relationship, it wasn't enough of a thing that someone, that it's reasonable enough that you'd be like, yeah, of course, everybody will agree that it's bad. Like it, it, it unfortunately is one of those things that is still in an avenue where there's a, there's a reasonable amount of people, especially considering how it is a like hot teacher and young and young man where it's like, actually, this is real cool for that boy. Look at him scoring an older lady. So I mean, how many milfs does Reggie sleep with? Yeah. So trying to trying to couch it on the fact of like, no, no, no. The audience will already know it's not a good thing. So we don't have to like lean into that and compare that to the OC, which had a very similar uh, mm-hmm. relationship with uh, Julie Cooper and... And uh, Luke. Luke. But we knew that was beca- bad. Because, and it wasn't even just having a character say, oh, this is bad. Because uh, when it came up, uh, mostly uh, M- Marissa was upset that like obviously it's her ex but her the, ex and her mom, not yeah. her ex and a mom. Yeah, but the way that they like framed it and shot it and did things that that did make it seem very like illicit, illicit, illicit and icky. When a lot of the uh, unspoken language of season one Riverdale couched it in, isn't this romantic? And that's a that's a that is a hard thing to do. And I do think they just rely too much on. People, people will, will know. People will know it's a bad thing. We don't have to explain that it is a bad thing. But we've seen with Riverdale, sometimes their moral, what they stand on as morals is not... The same the, as society. Let's be real. Or or at least, or at least me. Yeah. Like, like, the, like, the, like um, if, jumping ahead a little bit, the entire thing with the prison where... The, it was just a bunch of people being upset that that a prison was being built, not like a for-profit prison, not anything that. Just like, oh, what a prison is being built somewhere near, near our town. It just came with real NIMBY vibes. And... Well, and it's wild because they did make the point of saying it's a for-profit prison. Yeah. But then not a single character said anything about that. They just used that as an excuse to make Hiram what? be able to do what he wanted at the prison. Yeah, what? Yeah, well, because he had to own it, so obviously it had to be a for-profit yeah. prison. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That the that season also, like, it was... We, we, did, we, we talked about, like, it was a very, very, like, wild season, but it still had what I think cursed this show throughout the entirety of it, which is the... Two groups of people not being able to decide on what is the show because it wasn't campy enough to be like, oh man, what a what what insane things are happening. But it wasn't serious enough to be like, no, this is a gritty, drown, grounded, like 
realistic thing. So it just sort of was nothing. Well, that's the thing. Like, it wasn't Scream Queens, but it wasn't the OC. Yeah. It was somewhere in the middle, but didn't declare its stakes. Because, <laughs> well, like, later on, you would get, especially season seven, they would go back and they'd poke fun at funny things from, like, oh, that happened? Oh, that's crazy. It's like, yeah, but at the time, you did not treat it like it was crazy. Well, and, like, if you think back to our jokes about season one, they were things about, like, Archie being a robot learning human emotions. Yeah, Jughead being a ghost. Um, Cheryl being a witch, which... No, no, Cheryl was a vampire. Cheryl was a vampire. Betty was, like, a demon hunter or a witch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because her mom came in and smudged her room at one point. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, as the show progressed, we had to lose the Archie is a robot joke because... (laughs) The things that actually were happening were just... We just have to explain. The... Having also just sometimes talked about Riverdale to people who haven't seen Riverdale, the constant thing we always see uh, is people... I've dropped out of season three. So whenever we talk to people about it, and especially in these early seasons, uh, if when we explain the plots, people are like, oh, that's great. Like, that is so funny. I'm like, yes. But I'm not sure they agree that it is funny. Like, when, we just, when you just describe what happens in the show, it feels like a heightened, crazy, campy super drama. But when you see how it is actually presented on screen, it doesn't match up with that... The stakes are too high and too low at the same time. Somehow, yeah, like they like, go up to here. Th- that, that's what. That's the thing I've always found is like, like sometimes hard to do about this podcast, especially if I'm imagining people who have not seen the show, uh, listening to the podcast. Is that so much of what falls apart with Riverdale is not the content, but how the content is portrayed, mm-hmm. and it's not even done like oh. It's straight-faced and serious, which is why it's funny. It's 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 so hard to explain without having being able to show the visuals of when they have moments where you're like, yeah, no, they just did that. <laughs> well, and I think the thing with Riverdale, and it's emblematic in season one, they pull their punches with their stakes yeah. all the time. They'll escalate it to way, way, way up here, and they'll be like, but actually, it's somewhere in the middle. And this is, like, emblematic by this episode three. Well, I, I, I When would Cheryl's say, like, I killed my brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The end of... I think it's the end of episode two. Oh, you might be right. Yeah, because the end of yeah. episode one is the discovery of his body. The end of episode two is, I killed my brother. The beginning of episode three is, not actually killed I didn't my kill brother. him the way you think I killed him. I meant that more in, like... Metaphorically. I, I, mean, I metaphorically killed him in the sense that I had I was involved in the steps that led to war, towards his death. Uh, yeah, and that, that was kind of the, the beginning of what, what would be an ongoing theme. So I often, when I think about Riverdale, I'm like, I think it's gaslit me. Because when I think about the show sometimes, I'm like, maybe they did it all on purpose. And the reason I say this is now that we're talking about yeah. Jason Blossom, Jason Blossom is such like a a symbol, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's not really a person. He's no. not really a character, except for in season six when he was briefly a character. Yeah. But I almost feel like you could not have brought him to life in season seven because he's such a character. Like, he's such a symbol. I mean, so you, you, you had to have Julian, I kind of feel like. I mean, you would, you would argue that he is, in season one, he's a symbol of the innocence of the town dying. Mm-hmm. Like, he is supposed to be the thing that reveals the darkness in the town. Now, in later seasons... That doesn't feel quite as much. It feels like more like, I mean, obviously the town's always been dark and the ideas of his death like brought a lot of that stuff to light. But it also felt like when you get the later season, you're like, oh no, this stuff would have come to a head anyways. Anyway, because the town is so bad. Yeah, like, like of course, eventually, eventually, like, the serial killer will come back. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think if they had his death... I don't know, I guess it's a bit bit of more of a thematic thing than a literal thing where everything had to be tied around uh, Jason's death. The the biggest thing that when I think about, like, the way that that season went is how, as I said, how grounded it all 
<laughs> it all portrayed itself as. And when yeah. we bring up the idea of, oh, well, maybe they did it all on purpose. There are it, it, one some of the moments from season one of the ones I point to where I'm like, I don't think they did it on purpose. I don't think so either, or, or which like, is why I think the show gaslit I, me. I, well, I mean, that's we 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 talked about this. I think there's been many moments where we just they say something and we just agree with it. Then we think about it more like, wait, no, 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 no. That's not right at all. Like, like. <sighs> Like obviously, like, yes, obviously Tony can be black and uh, indigenous. indigenous, but she, but when she was introduced, <laughs> that's yes, it's like, so yes, and, and she's not indigenous anymore. No, it's the show cast a black actor <laughs> yeah. as an indigenous character, yeah, and then realized that's not cool, yeah, and then backpedaled, and they decided she's not indigenous. She's so not that she has an ancestor. Like when they gave her a new ancestor, which we thought was just River Vale, but apparently also exists in Riverdale when their memories started bleeding over. So. So like, like, I, like, not, that, that is a thing that they did. And like, I'm not saying like positionality is a thing. I'm not saying you can't have like a lot of things that yeah. feed into your position in the world. But they compl- by season seven, they completely oh, forgot that, that, that is, the serpents are an indigenous that, gang. That is mostly the thing. It's not that like, oh, she was indigenous and then they, you know, revealed that she was actually black. Um, it was that she was indigenous and then she was black. There is no, there She's was not both. there was no. It did not feel like there was a moment where they decide to to be like she is. Her full facet of her of her oneness is all these things together. She flipped the switch from being one thing to another. And I I have to believe it's because the show realized they cast a black actress as an indigenous character, and they realized that's not cool. I mean, like, I mean, and who like knows? yes, time who knows? passes, things shift. Um, I, it was really quick. It was like one season they did that flip. And I don't know a ton about the actresses. I don't know Vanessa Morgan's background a lot. Yeah. But I don't... Th- I I think she... No, no, no. I, I, here's, the, here's what it really comes down to. I do not care what... Like, when the, in the way we're talking about right now, I don't care about what, what like, she... Like, what's yeah. her actual... Yeah, like, the way her storyline yeah, is portrayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't care if, like, you know, when you, like, look at the heritage, actually, there are indigenous blood in there somewhere. Um, I care about the way that it was portrayed as they did... They did... She is indigenous... She is black. Never the twain shall meet. Well, and it's like so problematic that they were like, okay, we're gonna make this indigenous gang. This like, I guess we're talking about season two now. Yeah, let's move on to season. But two. like the point of the serpents. I think this was season two. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. we met Tony in season two. Yeah. So the point of the serpents, the whole point of the serpents, yeah, is the Octana tribe was massacred by Cheryl Blossom's ancestors. Yeah. Well, the Cheryl Blossom's ancestors hired. Oh yeah, yeah, hired the man to massacre them. Yes, so they could have a brothel town. Yep, that is correct. That which, is that is the history of Riverdale. Though later is se- later, it seems even though once again, never the twain shall meet. I guess for the Palladium mine that has been there forever. Oh, you Palladium is what this town's always been about. Yes, so clearly they hired him to kill. The General Pickens. General Pickens. Oh, right, because the guy came in. Yeah, Yeah. Um, they hired him to kill the Yuktana. I guess maybe Tony did kind of mention the, or or once again, am I gaslighting myself into thinking that no, they must have had her at some point mention that the Yuktana that that Pickens killed. They must have done. Yeah, it. they they knew that Pickens was involved in them. Yes, in season six, they talked about him being involved in the massacre. No, I think I'm thinking specifically Tony mentioning that it's her. Not not Cheryl Blossom being hey. No, but Tony was on the town council. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm like thinking they must have done it. Yeah. And I and I'm willing to think that they must have done it. They clearly did it very quick, but if they did it, that is fine. And I'm willing to be like, okay, never mind. And Percival Pickens was like, oh no, I'm not one of those I, Pickens. I just I'm the ones who stayed in England. I just feel like there was a moment where it was very heavily on Cheryl. They decided like, oh no, Pickens was the one who did it. Don't worry about the Blossoms. Who hired him, him to do it. See, this is why I should have watched Riverdale instead of How no I re- Met Your Father. No, there's no reason to do that. I, I just scanned through the Wikipedia. Okay, uh, but anyway, yeah. so... Um, the, this, the, oh, yes, the problematic thing. Yeah. So they set up in season two. They find out from Tony Topaz's grandfather, because he's the only person... Graham Green, t- yes. Yes, the only person in this town who remembers the origins of the serpents. Yeah. The only one. Yeah. They find out that his great-grandfather... 
started the serpents because he was the one baby who didn't die during the massacre. Yeah. And so he did it to like uplift his indigenous heritage. Yeah. And they've never explored the problematic thing that Jughead and his dad are like the blood meant to be leaders of this gang. And yeah. also it's a national gang. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, they never really knew what to do with the Serpents, like, they, because they wanted a gang, but... They want I, them to be that bad. I mean, I guess two is the good one, because two is the serial killer one, two is yes. Hal the serial killer. Um, that was the one where it became clear that it does, they're not very good at, like... Shades of Grey having with their, their characters. Yeah, having their yeah. characters do... <laughs> <laughs> do bad things because uh, they couldn't figure out a way to have the serpents be a gang a gang so, and be redeemable yeah so they just had them be had like oh no anybody who's in this gang that does crime is like immediately kicked out and ostracized and, ostracized. and it wasn't like when cheryl and tony did it when specifically like hey we have some heat on us Let's not do crimes. It was this time when just nobody does crimes. Like anyone who runs drugs, out. Soft Boy. I know Soft Boy in season three worked for the Gargoyle King. Yeah. But didn't Soft Boy Soft, also do some no, things in season yeah, two no, that pissed no, them off? No, two was the one where he was doing drugs. Where he was dealing drugs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right, because he worked for the Sugar Man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because who was a teacher at the bad school? Yes. Yes. But, yes. And then Hal killed him. One of his only successful kills, other than Grundy. And Grundy, Mitch. I, by the way, we didn't mention that entirely season seven. Grundy got resurrected as well. Yeah, not, what? Not, not, what? Only, not only did she come back, she was resurrected. Why did Tabitha Tate do that? <laughs> There's no way to know. And why did she make her a good guy? Because. <laughs> Because season seven, Grundy does not want to sleep with teenagers I, and is not running from the law. I mean, the, the thing, the big thing about season seven is that it really is just a reference to the rest of the of the series. <laughs> it's nothing else. It's not a finale. It's nothing else. It is nothing. Uh, um, so, but, the, so, yeah. that, so two was two was a serial killer. Uh, that was how serial killer it was. Chick, it was Chick appearing, and then Charles appears at the end. Right, and it was also. Um, What's his face? Um, I mean, Hiram came to town. Yeah, Hiram came to town. Yeah. And um, Skeet Ulrich got framed for a lot of the badness. And that's why Jughead had to hire uh, Penny Peabody, Peas Blossom. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was that season. It was It was, it was the, their first season that was more than 10 episodes. And it was full of a lot of nonsense. It was when Betty did the sad strip to Mad World in front of her boyfriend's dad. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then we went from two onto three, and three was Griffiths and Gargoyles and the Cult. Yes. And that was the one that, that when we talked to people, a lot of people dropped out at three. Let's so many people, we said, oh, I watched partway through three, and then just... It got too weird, and we were like, oh, y'all. Yeah, no, it, it, got, it got weirder. I am uh, going to say, here on this podcast, I'm going to, like, put my stake in the ground. I think season three is my favorite season. I mean... It is the wildest... Well, no, it's not the wildest. It's wild and dumb. It it does feel like the one where I think the campy team got the most uh, nails in because some things felt like they were too they were too ridiculous not to be on purpose. I mean, the Griffins and Gargoyles thing, like that, it feels like a joke. Like it's like, infuriating to, to, to that there do... is no magic in this world but this game compels people to commit suicide yeah yeah I mean well we're never gonna get over that I I know that the thing was when Betty saw the babies floating was because she was drugged by the Sweetwater River runoff which was the drugs from Hiram's drug lab in the prison <laughs> which only affected young women yeah that's correct the heroin he was making only affected young women that's how heroin works don't you know that that was the season that felt the most like do you know what the season felt like the season felt like roberto was probably very busy with like katie sabrina, King and sabrina katie and things King, like yeah. that but then he'd pop in every so often and be like you're doing what no don't do that change that do something else how do we fix it? I don't know. Figure something well, out. Because because nothing had a good resolution. There no, was things just stopped. Not, the whole, like, the big plan of the League of Stupid Evil. Which was um, nothing. Yeah, trying to get the town in a lockdown was... In a quarantine, Kevin. It was a quarantine. a quarantine. 
Yeah, in a quarantine, which ended with like the ma- uh, Hermione, the mayor, being like, "It's too late. It's already done." And then you just cut to the end of it, and it was nothing. Like not their, the, their whole, the their- only thing that happened was that Reggie tried to alcohol run, and he got like slightly hassled by Hiram's goons. Yeah, who are dressed as gargoyles. Yeah, the. The, you specifically had had Penelope Blossom say, Hiram is setting up a town where we can rule and do whatever we want. And that is not what happened. Like, this, the, this, this season had characters outright lie to us about motivations and not in a way where it's like, oh, they're hiding their true motivations. No. They just seemed wrong. They would say things just to, like, the bad guys would have scenes together. Yeah. Where they would lie about what was going to happen to us at the yeah, audience. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. They're not lying to the characters. They are lying to the audience. The that that season was wild with just them it, it felt felt like they were throwing darts at a board but most of the, most of the um the, the spaces were just like do something different well you know we also forget about this season so yes this was the cult and this was griffins and gargoyles yeah. this was also the season where archie was in prison. Yeah. This was the highs and lows of high school football. Yeah, we did get the highs and lows of high school football in this This is the season where Archie escaped prison and then walked to Canada and fought a bear. Yeah. This is the last time that Archie and Jughead were friends. That's true. When they went on their trip and that woman shaved him in a barn. The... And then also, like, the warden was somehow tied into... Not just working... Not... Just working for Hiram. Specifically, that warden was into Griffins and Gargoyles. Yes. His entire thing was the whole Red Paladin. And he was getting, like, essentially his quests from Hiram. So he wasn't just taking commands from Hiram. Like, Hiram was, like, you know, paying him off to torture this child. Yeah. No, Um, he believed in Griffins and Gargoyles. Yeah, he was was doing it for Griffins and Gargoyles. And that never really was explained because Griffins and Gargoyles was a game that kids played in the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Wasn't he also a bald man with glasses? Yes. This show has a type for their villains. Yeah, when you have an authority figure who's supposed to be a bit weedy and not like actually threatening, but kind of like weird threatening. Yeah. Uh that's what that's what they do. That's how they make that's how they make them. The uh, <laughs> except for Anthony Michael Hall who did you know, drink. Oh, a, that's right. He did drink. He went into a woman's he, he bathroom. Went, yeah, in the middle of the night, he went into a woman's bathroom and drank a cup of blue liquid that he found. Look, you guys never forget <laughs> a grown man went into a high school where teenagers were LARPing on drugs and he read one of their LARP quests. And drank the poison liquid. Yeah, I want to flash back to this for a second because it might be my favorite, <laughs> my favorite <laughs> thing from that, which is they had this whole Griffiths and Gargoyles thing, and they're like, "Oh, something about the game, like it twists you, it changes." Ooh, and then you, then you watch like the original Griffins and Gargoyles, and you <laughs> see what happened. You're like, "When is the game going to start taking hold?" And it's just they. they they stop playing the game at a certain point. Yeah, they take yeah, they, they take the game off the page. Which, which which here's the thing: if I said I took Candyland off the page, I'm not playing Candyland anymore. I'm just raiding a. I'm just, I'm just stealing a can- from a candy store. Like at that point, I can't be like, "Oh, Candyland did it." No, because you're not playing the game anymore. They took it and they decided to LARP and do drugs. That's what happened. And the two are not the same thing. <laughs> it yeah, there's I don't understand how that game killed Ben Button. Like how did it prompt Ben Button to die? How did it almost kill No, no, it did kill Dilton. Um I think Dilton and Ben both died to it. Oh, right, um, because Dilton and Ben did the thing where they had to flip for their fate. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they both got poisoned, but but Ben survived until he jumped out a window. Right. Uh then Ethel tried to I think poison Jughead, so like because Jughead was like, I'm trying to understand how this game works. It doesn't make sense why that game made these kids kill themselves, unless if you take this as a parody, because that's what it is, is a parody of the satanic panic. But it's not done in a funny way. Because the show never it's, goes far enough. It, the show never goes far enough with anything. It's done in a funny way if you describe it out of context. And that is what's so 
I go, I guess this is going to be the theme of this episode. That's what's so infuriating about this show is I can't describe it to people in a way that doesn't make them go, that's awesome. I'm like, no, you don't understand. It's not. I'm funny. It's cool while I'm talking <laughs> it's to cool you. It's cool when I describe it to you because, uh, because I only describe the, like, the most insane parts and not the parts in between where you're just sort of like, what? Why am I listening to this conversation? How did you ruin all of their ages? It's either two or three where we learn. No, no, it's three where we learn that that um that FP is fifty. The, yeah, that's season correct. Season three was also the season where we got. So we got the flashback. No, season three was season three was the season that destroyed the timeline because mm-hmm. remember he he got he his birthday was thrown when he was the sheriff and became the sheriff in three. Oh, he might have came at the end of two. I think it was the end of two. No, no, well, no, no it has to be. It three. has to be three because the reason he became sheriff was because he killed Minetta for uh, Hermione, and then as a reward, she made him sheriff. Yes, and Minetta only. Well, no, 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 no. He tried. He has no, no, to. No, no, he no, has but, to become sheriff after Archie goes to jail. Okay, so what? It, yeah, what it was is that, um, which means it's three, of course. Yeah. Uh, because Hermione got Minetta to shoot Hiram. But he survived. I forgot And then she shot Minetta. Who did she... What did FP do? And then Minetta's head was put in the swamp. Yeah, no. What did FP do? I thought she hired him to kill someone. But she shot Minetta because she shot him after having sex with him. Remember in their their special cabin. Yep, you're right. And the reason she had to kill him was because Minetta was the one who killed... uh, Shot Hiram. Shot Hiram. And she was upset at him because Hiram did a fake assassination on her to make her mayoral run better. Oh, yes. Yeah. but That I was infuriating. Yeah. But that does mean that FP uh, was season, well, he season three, which means season three was the one that ruined the timeline. So we had FP's 50th birthday and they're all the same age. But then we also had the breakfast club flashback, which... I mean, that, that just confirmed they're all the same age because we had the flashback and... Where they FP, were all in school together. Yeah, and that FP was 50. So that was the beginning of the of, of that whole thing. Um, that season ended with, uh, obviously... That, oh, that ended with the Survive the Night thing when Penelope Blossom... Oh, yeah, yeah. hired Chick to... Chick well, and, yeah. and broke Hal out yeah. of jail. Yeah, because that, that season had um, Hal uh, Silence of the Lambing to to Betty, Betty. a bit because uh, Charles was around in that season yes so at this point we still think Charles is good yeah yeah um I so I think that Hermione made FP sheriff because they've been like buddies all along yeah because remember when Hermione was paying FP in season one to like destroy the place where his child worked it might you know it might have been that FP that she hired FP to do the initial shot on uh Hiram, but then Minetta was the one who came to try to remember when Archie saved him. Oh, yeah, it might have been Minetta who came into the second one, and then Hermione killed Minetta. It might not have been Minetta, might not have been both of them. It might have been FP was the one who shot him. I forgot there were so many um cabins in the woods is on the show, too. Yeah, because there was also the one where Archie uh didn't kill that that was season two where Archie didn't kill that boy, where Archie was near that boy when he was shot. Oh, yeah, season two was Mafia Archie, yes, yeah. Anyway, uh, going on now, I guess, to season four. And season four was, it was, the, was mostly about the Secret Society. Yeah. It, that was also the... Um, uh, yeah, because it was Secret Society to the uh, the voyeur. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah. I brought the voyeur. The, well, because season four was the one just before the, uh, the, the break, like... What was supposed to be the time skip. But yeah. It, yeah. The COVID break. Yeah. Because um, you had five, which was a normal future. Then you had the magic future. Yes. And then you had the past future is the way I do five, six, and seven. <laughs> so four, however, was still in their... Normal timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Their normal thing. <laughs> How did... So four years to do three years of high school. Okay. I mean, the first one uh, was only a 10 episode. So I don't think they went... Th- that, en- that ended at winter. Because remember, he punched through the ice. Oh, that's right. Yes, so that was Archie only half a year. Ice. I think two was the other half of the year. Yes. And then three, Archie... It was junior year. Well, no. Th- remember, three, Archie was in jail. And when he got back from jail, he couldn't do his... Oh, he couldn't graduate because he was in jail. What is this show? <laughs> yeah, because we talked a little bit about it. It was like weird with the, his whole like... Because he had like a panic attack or something. Okay, so th- one must have been... Half Sophomore year. year. Yeah. 
two must have been junior year. Yeah. And then three and four were senior year. I was that, that can't be. No, no, no. I was thinking that one was the first half of... Um, was Archie what? in jail in season four? No, he was in jail in season three. Then why couldn't he graduate high school in season four? Because, remember, we, we said it was weird that, that their thing was done the year beforehand. His credits got so messed. Man, the principals at these schools Cause suck. Archie, yeah, because Archie... Um, because remember, he was out for like the entire of season three. I don't think he came back until oh, after the. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because because even after the quarantine, he, that was when he was attacked by a bear in in Canada. Canada, and then he came back, and then eventually he got into school. Okay. Uh, but no, four was when Jughead went to the private school. When he, it's when yeah, when he became a children's book writer, he got scouted for the private school, and joined that secret society, which ended up just kind of being the secret society didn't matter. Like it was, it was. Technically, for writers of uh, the the that Hardy Boys, the pastiche, Baxter brothers, the Baxter brothers, uh, but then it kind of revealed that the people like it was a thing where it's like you had to commit the perfect murder. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's how they got you to like be a part of the society. Yeah, but but that seems weirdly enough somewhat unrelated to also the fact that Jughead's grandfather had the Baxter brothers stolen from him. Yeah, it was like a coincidence. <laughs> like it, because as I look back, I I can remember. Oh yeah, Jughead's grandfather was the original writer of the Baxter Brothers. It was stolen by the guy who's now like the headmaster or like big guy in the school, and also yep. the, the Skull and Bone Society. And then each person who took over the Baxter Brothers series got the job because they committed the perfect murder, and that's how they held power over them. And that's why his teacher committed suicide. Isn't it? Well, I thought his teacher, I mean, I don't think his teacher did. His teacher did commit suicide. No, 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 no. But I, I don't think his teacher, the the perfect murder thing is so, what I was getting to here with what I was saying before, the perfect murder thing feels like such an insane afterthought, despite the fact that that is, essentially should be the most prominent thing. But all I can remember was that his grandfather, the Baxter brothers stolen from him. And then there was that girl who had uh Tracy trues still was stolen from her family. Yes. And that's why she was the ultimate bad guy in the season. Yes. Because she wanted masterminded. Revenge? Yeah. She wanted revenge and she like masterminded it somehow but how how is it that this is one of the most recent like re- more recent seasons and there was a plot involving t- having kids perform the perfect because remember that's why moose was there right that's and then re- he was shipped off to military yeah school. because because the teach the nice teacher essentially convinced him to leave because he knew he was going to be the perfect murder target which they had to shift to jughead i guess and okay so brett easton ellis brett Weston Wallace. Yeah. Oh, that's why that's his name. Sure. Okay, but you know Brett Brett Easton Ellis, right? Yeah. 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 So the character isn't he Brett Weston Wallace? Maybe I I don't remember if he's the if they did American Psycho reference with him. I think he just had. I remember it was Brett. Uh, so, but Brett did Brett die in season four, mm. or did he was he murdered in prison in season? four? Five, because he was trying to get info to Jughead. The only so we know that the um the one kid, the black kid, he was killed because he was getting skittish, and he was going to tell the truth. He kill the truth. Then the girl, the the um the the girl, the Asian girl, was actually like her. She was a diplomat. She was a diplomat, so she was able to get away. And then the 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 white girl, the other girl. Yeah, she was the one, the Tracy True girl. She was the Tracy True girl, and then Brett was Brett. And, and he think, went to jail. And I think Brett... No, I think Brett died because Chick killed him, I In think. In jail, I think. Yeah, I think next season. Because okay. he was trying to warn her. Like, like he was, like, calling Betty or something. Oh, because Brett and Chick escaped jail in season five. Yeah, yeah. Season five had the big had the big break. But we're still on four. Okay. <laughs> um. Oh, God. Why? Why is this... Why is this my brain? Well, as much as, like, we can remember a lot from three, four was... 
And it has even had nothing to do with the fact that it's shortened. Because the way they handled the shortened is they literally just ended the season a couple, like, episodes, episodes early. early. And then they used the three episodes they missed to do, like, goodbye to senior year. We're going to get older now. Which they were, I'm, which I think they're going to do anyways. Yeah. Yeah. They, they just essentially took the last, like, three episodes of season four and put them to the beginning of season five. So that's fine. That's fine. Season four also had Mr. Honey. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 was, the, that was the voyeur thing after he got back. Was Principal Honey to do with the voyeur? Yeah, they thought he was the. Remember, remember the whole mask thing. They oh, thought yeah. he was killed at the end of at the end of the season. They thought he was killed by the voyeur. That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Man, he was a bad principal. And remember, though. he pretend he pretended to be the voyeur. Like, well, he pre- he pretended the voyeur did something, but it was actually him doing the video, and he caught himself in the reflection in the. Oh right. Yes. And he was also, the show tried to convince us that he was actually secretly a good principal, which he was not. Yeah, which, because... I mean, I just mentioned that he pretended to be, a, like, someone who was threatening the school in order to get, I think, prom canceled. Like. <laughs> yeah, but, like. <laughs> he, he he did a false flag attack on his own school. Yeah, but even after that, remember when Mrs. Bell was like, you didn't know that he got all of these scholarships and he did this no. and he did that. And I'm like, but Mrs. Bell. Principal Hunt, and like he just went over the edge because you kids couldn't accept he was a good principal. Yeah, I was saying a bad thing. No, I agree with you. I'm, but I'm <laughs> saying that like. And then yeah, you 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 had already said that 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 they tried to make him good. Yeah, and that he's not good. He's not a good person. Well, uh, no, I don't care about if he's a good person or not. What I'm saying is he was actually a bad principal. Yeah. Because a good principal would have a made sure that all of Jughead's. Uh, credits transferred from his very fancy private school true, when yeah. he transferred mid-year. Yeah. And also a good principal would not have Archie be very surprised by the fact that he had to do makeup work from the year he was in prison. So I don't care if he's a good person or not. I'm saying he's a bad <laughs> educator. I, I don't care. I don't care if he's a bad evil. I don't care what bad things he d- did, but he's got to be a good educator. But no, because Mrs. Bell tries to say he's the best educator the school has ever had. I would argue a bad principal is also one who does a false flag attack on your own school. I would say that's also a sign of a bad principal. Okay, I think my point stands, though, because the <laughs> The point I'm trying to make is the show is trying to gaslight us again. The show again uh, yeah, is trying yeah. to make us feel like, but you did these things for the school. I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> the I'm just saying you can be a bad person and a good educator because I feel like Weatherby is kind of a bad person, <laughs> but also was like a pretty good educator and tried to make sure his students had like good educations. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I mean, I would argue he got into being a bad educator when he joined that cult. Yeah, but he got out of it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, not kind of under his own will. He did lose a finger, but. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, season four was probably the biggest mess, even as we try to talk about it. it, It's because I think the voyeur started and then because they always they because their seasons were so long, they would do the thing where they'd set something up. And then they would, like, pause for the middle for something else and then yeah. resume it close to the end. Because that's what happened with the Black Hood. Because there was a guy who, like, they thought was the Black Hood when Sheriff Keller, like, shot him. Mm-hmm. And then he, yes, because Sheriff Keller shot him. And then because it le- they learned that, because the Black Hood did another kill, Sheriff Keller was like, oh, I shot the wrong guy. Then he quit. And that's how Minetta became Sheriff. Sheriff Keller does love to shoot first and then ask questions later. He yeah. also shot the melting man. <laughs> yeah, but that's maybe evil Keller. It's so impossible unclear. to say. Uh, but in four, it's funny that we still call him Sheriff Keller. I do think he's been not sheriff longer than he was sheriff because he lost. He that means he lost his like sheriff sheriffhood in, in season, season two, two, and he never got it back. I think until things flashed back because it was FP until FP left. Well, who was the sheriff in season five? Just a guy. I not think. Daddy Keller? No, it was Reggie. Reggie was not the sheriff. <laughs> Reggie was Hiram's enforcer. No, but, but it was just like, I'm pretty sure it was just a guy. Because it was definitely not Sheriff Keller. Because he was part of what was supposed to be the hot dad. We can do five now. So, because uh, four we pretty much talked no, about No, so Sheriff Keller was a part of the hot dad team when Luke Perry Andrews was still alive. So that's like season oh, yeah. three. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was, that was, yeah, right. that was they, the hot dad thing because Archie... They're going to prove Archie was good. Which they never did. No, they did nothing. Once again, season three, the season of setup and no payoff. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we'll go on from season season four. Because even if we take those three episodes, 
it's just sort of like a... They made the time capsule. They said their goodbyes. Yeah. Sheriff and... Sheriff? Oh, my God. Cheryl and Tony broke up. Um, Sorry, audience. We're giving Cheryl and Tony very little airtime because we hate them. The... The time capsule, which they did. Yeah. Then... Then Jughead dug up in the 1950s. Yes. Which does happen. Which does seem to confirm that this is the same... World. World. Because that is a thing from the future that went to the past. Yeah. And Tabitha made a point to bring it back. I mean, it, we we have set up that she does make... Like, Jughead's thing was an accident. But that does imply... Like, that is the Earth. Like, that is a thing in the Earth. Yeah. So she, like, moved the things around the Earth, maybe? They don't want us to think about this, Kevin. I'm, don't think about well, it. No, they don't want us to think about it, but then they spent, but then like they hinge the entire thing on it, on under on like what it is. Maybe, man, maybe they did they even try at explaining why there is a time. Well, no, I think no, no, he does. He says, and specifically his explanation is, I don't know why this worked. <laughs> I don't understand why, but there is a time. I don't know why I thought maybe a time capsule would be there that we plant that we dug in the future past. But it is here. Yeah, that is why they called the future past because it's both the past and the future. It, like if you want to make a weird way, it's like she took time and shifted it forward, but like locations say the same, but they didn't because locations change. And they also got younger. Oh man! Anyway, okay. season five was the dumbest. I refuse to buy into Riverdale has become a horror town. Yeah, and the reason it became a horror town was so that Hiram could build he he was funneling money from the town to build a fake town which so never he, was going to be exist. So he could get his palladium mine money. So he because when he was younger his father came to uh Riverdale. to Riverdale to make his fortune in the Palladium Mines and then a, a mafia guy. Well, then Hiram got involved in the mafia yeah. and tried to quit, so they killed his dad. I thought his dad also failed in the mine. Like, that's the specific reason why he did the mine, because the, the mine ruined his dad in Maybe. some way. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, because his dad tried to make it in the mine, but then he couldn't make money in the mine. Then he became a shoe shiner. And then when he was a shoe shiner, that's when he met that mafia guy. And then for some reason, he did something where the mafia guy killed his, they did a drive by and killed his dad. I thought and they killed he, his dad because Hiram tried to quit. I think it's more, it's got, it's more than that. Like, they, if if it was if it was because he tried to quit, I am hundred percent sure I would remember that because that's an insane reason to drive by his dad. I think Hiram did something more like with their because he Hiram was able to walk up to them and they were like, "Ah, oh, you're back, hello." I think, and then he did the whole like kill them all thing. Hmm. hmm. Was his dad killed by accident? No, no, his dad was killed in a drive. Well, was killed in a drive by by them oh no i think his dad his dad his dad was gonna narc on him yes his dad was gonna threaten them because he learned that his son because his son was essentially doing right like Hiram was doing it because it made money for his family because his dad couldn't make money in the palladium mines which is why eventually he came back and the entire reason he came back was to get those palladium mines because though that's the reason there is something the, the reason that Hiram <laughs> became a mafia kingpin was because those because his dad couldn't make it in those mines. It's it's so close to being an engaging, interesting story of like the mine. Like you're blaming the mines for something, and you're just sort of rep- replicating the same like issue, but instead there's no exploration of that. He's just a guy who. <laughs> wants a mine. Who wants a mine because his father couldn't get money out of the mine. Also, let us not forget the previous Hiram pre-subplot was rum. Rum in Miami. Well, it was real estate, then it was rum, then it was palladium. Like, remember, it w- was real estate. It was real estate. And fir- real estate makes the most Cause, sense. Because that, that's why he, he had to, like, get all those places. Because he needed them all for the prison, even though they felt... Because the, that's why he needed the drive-in yeah. and the um, white worm yeah. and the high school was somehow all three of those places were needed to make for a his prison. prison. It- and I didn't realize those three places 
were that close. Look, I'm not going to lie. It made more sense <laughs> when he was buying up land in South Riverdale so he could make Sodale and gentrify it. That's yeah. the most reasonable storyline. Yeah, the most reasonable storyline is what happened in 5 but turned out to be a lie when he actually wasn't building Sodale. And then he and then he unincorporated Riverdale. For reasons. For reasons. And we've already discussed that's so weird to unincorporate the town he's the mayor of. Uh, <laughs> he's, he just he just gave up all power over the town, which is what happened after that. When people were just like, okay, so now you're not the mayor of us. Okay, then we're just going to do things. It's like, ah, stop that. It's like, you can't. You're not the mayor anymore. Riverdale season five was also the season where they could not figure out what these people should be. So everyone had like nine jobs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was the one where the, when they came back, you had to do. And I here's the thing. I love time skips. I, I love time I, skips. I, I mentioned this uh, our, uh, <laughs> in our D&D game. We did a, a two year time skip. And I'm like, I, you obviously you can't you, you can't always do time skips. But I love them because you have characters who you set up and you know about them and you like them and then you jump ahead and you just got to see like what has happened over that time but this was such a bad time skip well because they never explored the interim except for betty and jughead and the time he became a rat king in the swamp in the sewers yeah, yeah like it so many of them felt like things just kind of paused paused like don't get me wrong they changed like Veronica got married to that guy, but they couldn't explain why. And that one was also confusing because I because like there was a helicopter crash. I don't know when time. Oh, was, that's right. We tried was, to timeline it. Was and... happening because at the beginning, she, I think also she said the wrong year. And then when she was toasting him, I think she said twenty twenty one or twenty twenty. <laughs> like she said the wrong year, uh, but like like it's. Betty, I guess you could argue, but the thing is that it didn't feel like a lot of stuff happened. She just became a, she became an FBI agent well, and she was, she was kidnapped for a while by that trash bag man. I think they also like, okay, they skipped forward seven, seven years. years. Uh, Yeah, I think seven years. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, they didn't like quite flesh out the interim seven years enough, I feel like. I think Jughead got the most. His, and his made a lot of sense, I feel like. Yeah, he yeah, he he went to that school and then he like joined up essentially with a cool writer's rat pack. Yeah. And then he wrote one book, which was huge, and then could not write the other one, and he got a girlfriend, like And like, he did some drugs and yeah, like, became, I buy in on became, that. He became a rat king for a while. <laughs> he lived in the sewers, but he, he forgot, thought of Betty. He forgot he was a rat king. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He had all those flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. He thought it was something else, but it was actually a rag. And then I think... And then didn't he live on the streets for a while? And then his ex-girlfriend was, like, drugging or, like, stealing stuff. Yes. And then he almost stole a book from a young girl who was very into him. Yeah, because that was the thing I thought was going to be the cool thing, is that it's like, like, oh, my God, he's going to do something bad. He's going to steal a book from this from this young girl. He's going to deal with repercussions. And then he does. And then in the same scene, he says, no, actually, it wasn't. He's like, oh, I read your book. the book you sent me. It's great. He's like, yeah. I didn't actually write it. I stole it from someone. You should sign that. But I'm like, so close, so close. It's like the show doesn't know what we're interested in. This interpersonal nonsense. <laughs> sense with Jughead amazing yeah dumb street warfare because Riverdale became the worst town in America we don't care and yeah. I don't believe it I mean it, it always had Sketch Alley uh, oh, Sketch Alley was always there even when it was the perfect town in season one yeah it, there it, was Sketch it Alley is, it is weird to be like uh Jason Blossom was the was the death of innocence in this town we do have Sketch Alley, though, and that has always been there. And also the child gang seems like a thing that's been around for a while. So it doesn't seem like... Like, you could almost argue his death made all of the well-off people... Reveal their badness. <laughs> and become more aware of the bad stuff going on. But that wasn't even... But it wasn't even set up that way. If it was set up like a... Uh, you know, I I know this isn't what they're about, but you know, like the the Gossip Girls, or Liars. like Desperate Housewives. Yeah, yeah, where it's like, oh, it's the well-off people learning how bad things are. Mm -hmm. Uh, but that's not really where they went, because where they went was season six, where they all got magic because it began with Rivervale, 
which they said was a five episode series. Yeah, and five episode event, five episode event, five episode event, and then that then it actually became the crux of the entire season. And like I can guarantee you, there are probably people who skipped Rivervale. I mean, or the thing is that when you hype it up as a five episode event, you don't think of it in the context of the greater show. Which, like, yeah, then you surprise people. Like, oh, my God, that thing actually did matter. Well, like, people didn't pay attention. Yeah. And, like, I know, <laughs> so, so I know the Arrowverse, right? Yeah. Um, Greg Berlatini, his production company, does the Arrowverse. And it's also the production com- company for Riverdale. And, like, their episode events yeah. are, like, very important yeah. for the shows. But. But, but they're crossovers. Well, the, the, and... yeah, they they call them they call them event in the sense of like yeah, it's something you should watch. But when you do like this thing where you set up like oh no, it's a different world. Yeah. Then I don't know. It's it 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 was a weird setup to something that would become very much a crux and a focal point of that season where they gain magic powers. And because we're talking about this entire, and we're going to be wrapping up soon because we've yeah. already talked about seven a lot. Um, the. When you look at like the entire series and like how and like as we just did, we looked through all of it. When you hit six and you go, now they have magic powers, but then we just spent one, two, three, four, and five just kind of talking about like normal and nevertheless weird. Like there was a part where Archie did a the raid redemption style raid on a building. Like that stuff is obviously wild and heightened but then you go into adding the magic in that sounds like something we're like oh my oh that sounds interesting and cool if they had not had those in between i will i think i said this in the middle of season six i think going towards season seven yeah. when we knew what season seven was if this was season one season six season seven that almost would work because it would come out kind of like a weird anthology campy nonsense and you'd feel like this is like a comic book series brought to life yeah yeah where we're like jumping around from different series like mini series within the series but if there's something that i can like that i want to leave this series on if i want something i want to leave this series on in one to five they took themselves just a bit too seriously Mm -hmm. for when you go into weird campy Six and seven, which seven was all just references to the rest of the show. Yeah, which like was weird because it also felt like a soft reboot. Like they, we both wanted to remember things that happened, but also forget things that happened. And and to to finish what I was saying before, <laughs> before I get off on season seven, yeah, which we're not talking about. Uh, they they. They didn't nail what this show is because I still don't know what this show is. I've watched years of this show and I don't know if I can explain to someone what it because it's not a gritty adaptation of River of Archie Comics. No, it's not even really an adaptation of Archie Comics. If they did one, six, and seven, I might argue, yeah, it's an adaptation of Archie Comics where they've just done like weird things, but instead, it's just a teen drama. With Riverdale character or Archie comics character names. names. Yeah. Well, and like, it's not even a good teen, teen drama yeah. because I have no satisfaction. Like, yeah. I don't feel like I saw any of these characters. I saw them change, but I didn't see them learn and grow. Like, I didn't see anyone. Story show. Yeah. I didn't see anyone achieve their dreams. You told me they achieved their dreams because they all got these like great futures where they remembered their other pasts and they all died in their early 80s. <laughs> yep. Two people, two people born in the same year died at 86 and 84. The way it happens. But like, like I don't know. I don't feel like anyone's story finished. Yeah. yeah. And which I think would be bring us to what how we would, you know, cap this off, which is kind of talking about the season, but more talking about the end of it. We have gone through, in this last hour, the entirety of Riverdale from season one with figuring out who killed Jason Blossom to two with the Black Hood serial killer stalking the streets to three with Dungeons and Dragons killing teenagers and a cult coming to four 
With a secret society. With a, with a secret society and a young girl creating crime to try to convince her brother to stay in town. Mm-hmm. Which it was the reason why Jellybean did all that stuff. And that's the reason that all of the Joneses had to leave town. Yeah. To five, where people who had grown, grown up in a town that they have conflicting feelings about return to that town and see it in the state it is and decide to, like, fight for their town. To six, where they all gain superpowers to battle against a interdimensional wizard who has sworn vengeance on a different... The other alternate dimension version of their town. Yeah, but decides that the but decides their town's close, close enough. enough. Yeah, to seven where a comet no. sent them back in time. Yeah, to seven where they are nineteen fifties teenagers with nineteen fifties problems and nineteen fifties memories. Yes, and then the finale we get is a resolution just for those season seven things. When they when they ended in season seven, Jughead was the Jughead was the um would created like essentially mad magazine. Mm-hmm. That's nothing that really like he he had writing stuff, but like that doesn't feel like accumulation of the Jughead we saw in six, seven, or sorry, six, five, four, three, two, or one. No. Um Ju- Betty be- be- Betty Betty essentially starts sassy magazine. Betty who wanted to be an FBI agent. Betty who wanted to be a crime investigator. Betty who wanted to have a unmarried, unchilded, unencumbered life away well, from her mother. Yeah, is the opposite of that. Like, like, and and it doesn't feel like the ch- that change of anyway. Archie, um, who loved Riverdale with all of his heart, and who only wanted to fix Riverdale. Yeah, who was the the driving force behind Save Riverdale. Riverdale's a good town regardless of the bad yeah. things that happen here. Took a trip across country and then just stayed over over the country until he died and then his body came back. Like Cheryl decided that she didn't care about redeeming the blossom name and ran away to New York with her yeah. wife Tony. Yeah, and that's that's almost funny in the fact that season 7 also had her saying she was going to redeem the blossom name and then I guess you're if you're like it was, people are like, hey, you know those blossoms? The, the ones who, like, try to start, give give the pee bomb to uh, to Russia? Did you know the daughter was a painter? Like, cool. <laughs> I um, guess. I can't, honestly, I can't really complain about Kevin's storyline because he finally got a storyline about him as a person. No, yeah, Kevin just, Kevin just had a normal, so, I mean, here's the thing, because Kevin's ending sounds about right for the only thing Kevin has ever gotten throughout his entire thing. Uh, but it doesn't, nothing at the end of Seven feels like it was a resolution for, I mean, even even just think of where they were at the end of Six. Think of what think of the state that they were in at the end of six. The only one I would say you got a real like actual resolution on was Tony and Cheryl, who was yeah. who were told you two are endgame. The only thing that the the if you look at the entire crux of this entire series, the only thing it sounds like the creator and maybe the writing group cared about was making sure that Tony and Cheryl ended up together. Nothing else mattered. I mean, I... Except for Tony and Cheryl ending up together. I could argue the other thing they did from the beginning to the end, though it took a very, very winding path, is they did make Veronica a girl boss. <laughs> but I mean, that's just kind of what she all... like. I, I Yeah, I guess you could argue that Veronica all... But she, she kind of had the Kevin problem where it's like, yeah... It, the thing is that it didn't like her specifically her being like I have joined the movie industry. Yeah, this is what I've always been meant to do. I mean, I guess if you are, go of the fact that she would always quote movies. Well, you know what's wild? I forgot season six ended with her and Reggie spending the end of the world together. Yeah. And being like, hey, we have a deep bond and we care about each other. And I don't think they ever spoke in season seven. No, I mean, she was considering maybe dating him, but it was really Betty who was doing the Reggie Archie And he was a different Reggie. He was, Reggie has been done the worst. Oh, no, yeah. When when we were talking about this show, you said that this show is not a very good teen drama. It's also not a very good adaptation of Archie comics. So with that being said, 
it's not a good teen drama. It's not a good adaptation of Archie Comics. What was this show? Like, what? The what? show was a fever dream. <laughs> this the show was was nothing, and then it was it was just a bunch of pretty images for seven years with no substance behind them that we have talked about for hours, and we have discovered at the end of all of that that once you peel away the layers, it is just a void underneath. There's just there's no more layers. You know what's so It'd be embarrassing? Like if you peeled off the top layer of an onion and it was just an apple. Like, what is happening? Kevin, this show is a part of us now. Like, <laughs> when people Google us, do you know what they find? Yeah, yeah. Riverdale. Yeah. I was recently on a theater podcast and the guy was like, I'm going to do a lot of research about you and Claire to like, yeah. you know, know what's up. Oh, you know what he knew about me? He's a Riverdale podcast. Riverdale. Yeah. <laughs> We yes, at uh, an essential part of our being now is something that you could crush in one hand. But hey, that's it. That that was Riverdale. That is that is the accumulation of all this, and it's turned out that it was just nihilism. What is um? Oh God, it's a Shakespeare quote where it's like, "This is no." I I'm enter Jupiter astride an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> it's what is the sound of a fool laughing in a room alone or oh god that's not the quote this quote is so far from my brain i'm gonna say it's jupiter enter jupiter <laughs> stride an eagle enter jupiter stride an eagle and aaron give him the give him the business well we're not going anywhere for now at least so uh hit us up on the social media tell us how you feel yeah how do you feel about the fact that you spent seven years watching this show yeah, as final as final as it seems we still have at least we got to end with shadow hunters so uh we're podcast moa podcast moa at instagram at twitter and at gmail.com and again because we are going nowhere give us your ratings reviews and subscriptions on apple podcast or your podcaster of choice yes and you can uh check out my books they have things in them uh they're over at kevinweirbooks.com and i'm over at a flimsyplan.com and we will return for shadow hunters I am excited, though. It'd be not. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yes. 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 See you then.